You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. The ancient Greek philosopher Aristotle once said that those who excel in virtue have the best right of all to rebel. And we're all set to channel our inner rebel on this extra anarchistic episode of B-Side. Are you ready for the ride? I'm your host, Oheni Cornelius. God is my mama and I can't wait to survive a gathering with New York punk indie legends, Rebelmatic. Are you ready to get your hardcore on? Let's begin. I know you years, but I need the audience to sort of know you. So could you introduce each one of the band members? For sure. Yes, sir. On drums, we got Ray Reed. On bass, we got Carnage, makes motion. On guitar, we got Alcatraz. I'm Creature of a Rebelmatic from New York City. Yeah. Sweating. Always. Yes. Yeah, Unlike any band that's been on the B-side okay. stage, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, it was inspired by Public Enemy. Okay. Uh, Rebel Without the pa- Rebel Without a Pause. And it's basically meant like, I like the word automatic. So uh-huh. I was thinking about myself. Like, like the weapon or? Just automatic, the word automatic. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah. like, hey, you don't have to think about it. It's automatic. Okay. So I was thinking about myself. I'm a rebellious person, rebellious by, rebellious by spirit. So I was like, Rebelmatic, rebel without a pause. You just, you hit it. So it means, it means like going all out. But what are you guys rebelling against? Time for that. Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff, man. Oppression. Uh, at one point when I was young, it was authority. Um, okay. Boxes, limitations. Okay. White supremacy. A lot of things. Uh. You know. All right. I dig it. I got convenient I just, labeling. Convenient labeling. So you, I don't know if you guys know where I know Creature from. Mm -hmm. It was maybe I don't know. I want to say like ten years ago. Probably more. Probably more in front of Tower Records on Fat and Fat Beats on Broadway and and Six. Eight and Six. Selling CDs. Yeah, yeah. And books. And books. And you still selling CDs when I want to. Yeah. I feel like it. Yeah. For sure. Was it lucrative out there? (laughs) I wrote a book about it. Uh huh. It's called the Underdogs Manifesto. Check it out. Yeah, it was it was it was all right. All right, give me a little uh, a little it's taste a, of the Underdogs I mean, Manifesto. It's about independent artists that live off their art and think outside the box. People book their own tours and don't wait for someone to do something for them. It's being proactive. It's taking the DIY ethos and applying it. Okay. Being kinetic instead of just like, oh, no one's gonna sign me. No one's gonna do. I can't get a show. Make your own show. Is that what you guys are doing? What's the what's the process of Rebelmatic? Because I saw y'all play Afropunk. Yeah, that's pretty big. The second time playing Afropunk. Mm-hmm. We played, uh, I don't know, can we name other shows we played? Yeah, of course. Uh, we just played uh, 
Chris Gethard show on True TV like last week. We just played the Mount Vernon Festival with Slick Rick. Last week we're playing the Dominican Republic in Cuba. We play. Yeah. People call us. And who's booking you? People will call us. Yeah, they just call your line. Hit the, hit the email. Hit the email. What's the email? Give them the email real quick. Rebelmaticbiz at gmail.com. Hit it. Make some sense. Rebelmaticbiz. Biz. B-I-Z. B-I-Z. Yeah. Look, look how easy that is. These guys right here are the future and the present of music. Mm -hmm. That's why I really wanted to see and talk with them, uh, talk about the, the punk scene. All right? Okay. I've, yeah. been in a, I've been in one mosh pit. Okay. All right. I've been in a couple You've been a, hundred. I ain't going to fake it. It gets a bit dangerous in there. Like, is, is, a, is mosh pit in like... Is it's that cathartic. A, it's cathartic. It is. It's necessary. If, if after a long week of work and dealing with all the nonsense, mm -hmm. you get to expel that energy with the music. It brings it out. It's not something just people angry. You might be angry, but after leaving that show, you should feel like relieved. Yeah. You shouldn't feel like, ah, I may feel like, I'll let it go. And then after, the problem might still be there, but for that 30 minutes, that hour, you let it go. Feel like, is it a I black, mean, is there know, a color to it? I, I think. Because I remember, lives. it was a lot of light skin I mean, arms I mean, here. I think, <laughs> I think, I mean, it, you know, a lot of people that's in the punk and hardcore, there's Caucasians, a lot of, but black folks and different people of color have been down with it. Everyone know about Bad Brains and other bands as well. And actually, the funny thing is, I was reading an interview, I think it was with Jimmy Gestapo from Murphy's Law, and he was like saying, the term mosh came from HR saying, they thought he said, like, he said mosh up the party, and they thought he meant mosh up the party because he was doing patois. So it came from us, but it's for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I did that. That makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm a big fan. Like, I go to Afropunk. I've been going okay. for years. Uh, but I noticed some, uh, some, 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 some changes in Afropunk. How do you feel about it this year? How do you feel about it? Be, be real with me, man. Uh, I had a couple interviews about it. I mean, uh -huh. what, what changes are you talking about? Um, it you was be more specific. It was, it was a, they, uh, there was a lot of more big screens and uh, where you played okay. the stage was the, like the pink stage okay. with the a back. skateboard joints in yeah. the back. Yeah. And I felt like they rose apart. Does they rose? Because uh, and to be honest, out of bands that were there, yeah. there were few hardcore punk bands. Or you just know, what or just, just you yeah. know that that energy, that that feeling I like. Honey Child played. She was. They was doing it. Eighteen sixty-five. Okay. Uh, Y'all played the pink stage they as well. Played, right, they played with us. Burn played. Uh, Pure disgust. Uh, pay to come. Mm -hmm. Horror the day before. I mean, I, let's, if you want to get right to it, yeah. obviously there's less heavier bands, harder bands within Afropunk, but I mean, that's a long discussion. Yeah. I think they realize it's, it's a brand at this point. It's a brand and people who might not want to hear the heavier stuff anymore, you know, they're happy to see Solange. Nothing against Solange. Solange yeah. is cool, she's dope, but it's not. How do you feel like, how, how does that fare for you guys as, as the, the, the purveyors of punk? Uh, we, I mean, we, we, we play what we like, man. I mean, we listen to a lot of different music. We just play the kind of music we enjoy. Um, I like to see more heavier bands play. Okay. But at the same time, I'm not going to, like, every time I talk about it, oh, they, they're doing this. We, those of us who've been with it a long time know what it is. And I don't yeah. want to speak coded, but it's kind of to a point of, like, I'm happy some of us are still doing there. Yeah. And there's some representation of authentic, heavy, punk, hardcore, whatever you want to call it. I'm happy that's there. There's a lot of political stuff with it. We understand what it is. Some of us do. I'm not gonna, it's hard to go into it in a, in a of short course, segment. Of course. But um, 
I'm very happy for the opportunity to play again. Yo, yo, make sure y'all call him back again, Afropunk, because when I go there next year, I definitely want to see Rebelmatic. We're okay. going to go into the next track. It's called Blood and Gold. Yeah. All right. So long, man. Wipe my sweater. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. All right, but all right. So you guys have been playing music since you were kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, would you consider yourself a classically trained musician? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I took lessons like, <laughs> over five years. Okay. And I, in different styles of music. And how long have you been playing now? <laughs> like thirty years. Yeah. When, when do you feel like it stops? Nah, it never stops. You always learn. You keep learning different styles, different genres. What you learning right now? Um, flamenco, uh, uh, Nova, Okay. Jazz. You trying to get the ladies? I see. He said, "Hey." <laughs> 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 All right. Um, is punk an adult style? As what you mean, adult? Like you mean you stop doing it when you get older? What I don't know what you uh, mean by that. Is it a? Is it a? Is it a genre where it's for the young only? Is it a? I think you start off as a youthful expression, and I think you could be a hundred years old and still have a punk rock heart. Okay. I mean. It's not something you put on clothes and you take them off. It's like, it's with you forever. You might, you might not be 60 years old and want to jump around on stage, but it doesn't mean you don't have a punk rock heart. And how does the sound now evolve? See, what I like about punk mm -hmm. is the fast, fast beats mm -hmm. and the crazy in-time transitions. Like, how can you take it to the next level? What's the next level? I mean, for every individual, it's a different level. I We're mean, talking about you. Um, I mean, I'm just, all of our stuff ain't even like super up tempo, man. A lot of our stuff is in the groove, man. Okay. We're in the groove heavy. We like the groove. We like the faster stuff, but we like different dynamics within it. So I don't know. Once we maybe it'll be real fast, and then we come back to just you can nod your head to it. So for us, it's wherever we want to take it. It's not. Mm -hmm. We don't have no limits of what we're doing. We're do you band. see it? Do you see it? Do you? Do I you see have... a lot, bro. Yeah. I see Madison Square Garden. Okay. I see the Barclay. I see a lot. You know okay. What does your show at the Barclay look like? It looks like us on stage sweating, me not worrying about me sweating, <laughs> me rocking out and jumping off of stuff, and and a lot of people there enjoying what we're doing, and we're giving 110 percent like we always do. From the time we play with 10, from the 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, the same thing, just a bigger audience. When's the first time you realized like you were gonna do this? Music or yeah. what? We go with music and then we go with <laughs> punk. Like when, when were you like, I'm gonna do music and then when was it like, I mean, it's I was in punk? A, I was in a band. I, I, I mean, I started off in a band when I was 15. You know what I mean? Before I even started rhyming and everything, I was in a hardcore band. So I've been doing music for a long time. What were you doing in that hardcore band? I was a vocalist. Ever since I started doing music series, that's what I wanted to do. So I don't, it was never something like, oh, well, whether it's punk or it's hip hop, it's just like, I do music. Okay. And if it falls under the genre of punk and hardcore and punk hardcore or whatever. It's you know, to me, we sound like James Brown and Mosh Pit. That's what we sound like to okay. me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. And if you can imagine that, that's what to me we sound like. So 
You know, you can say punk, you can say hardcore, you can say whatever you want to say. What's the biggest obstacle being a James Brown in a mosh pit band? I don't see any right now. I just see us playing. I don't really look at the obstacles. I mean, like, there's obstacles in, in people's lives, there's obstacles within band dynamics, keeping a band together. We've already been together for a while. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's just playing every time, giving everything. There's always going to be obstacles. I'm not really focused and keen in on, like, oh, we're going to have to go this when I get in the show because I don't care about none of that. I don't care about none of that. All I care about, bring it yeah. all the time. Bring it. And the people who hear it and feel it, they feel it. Who don't, it doesn't matter. I can't focus on who don't feel it. Somebody gonna be like, ah, what's this noise? Somebody else gonna be like, that's great. So I focus on the people that say it's great. Talk about the imagery behind Elephant Amnesia. Oh, the and, elephant being hung? Yeah. In front of a cloud. Mm -hmm. um, that was uh, Mary the Elephant. She was hung in 1916. Actual elephant. The crowd is a hanging from 1932 in Mary, Indiana. Okay. So the two images put together because if I just saw the image of three black men being hung, it might be too much for people. And elephant amnesia, people know what elephants, elephants don't forget. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, as black people, as human beings, we have amnesia, we forgot a lot of stuff. We forgot who we are, we forgot things that happened. So, elephant amnesia. The elephant, married elephant, you look it up, actual elephant that was hung in Why America. was the elephant hung, you know? Um, a trainer that was um, taking care of her, who was ill-equipped, was abusing her, putting like cigars behind her ears and all kind of crazy stuff. She flipped him over, stomped his head crushed them and they decided to make a demonstration and hang up. You can Google it, like it's literal, it's literal. So when I seen it, I was like, I had, I had the, uh, the name Elephant Amnesia for a while and I was like, oh, that's it, ah, ah, this is it. Something striking, something that's like, makes And sense. the hanging, do you know where the hanging picture came from? It was a uh, Tommy ship at um, uh, Abrams, in the end, I think it's 1932, if I wanna be, I don't know, I'm not verbatim, but I'm pretty sure it's 1932 in Indiana. So it's, it's, hanging's been going around, you know, a long time. That was just a, that was the graphic one that stuck out to me. So it's actually the crowd, that actual crowd that's on that cover is the actual crowd from that lynching. Yeah. And the elephant is the actual uh, drawing picture of Mary the Elephant. Yeah. So these are forms of terrorism that's been happening to animals and the people have been treated like animals or yes. worse than animals. So that was that. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a up, uh, social political statement without having to say a lot. Do you feel like your blackness is at the forefront of your music mm -hmm. or behind your music? And just describe that I mean, what that means. James Brown and Mosh Pit. I said James Brown, right? Yeah. Say it aloud. Yeah. Like I say more. I mean, I was a black person. I'm a human being, but you know, it's, I'm a black man. I'm a, I'm a black being. That's it's, we can't get past that. So. I don't have to say, oh, I'm a, I'm a black punk band. This is a, you know I'm black. Mm -hmm. You hear it in the rhythms. You hear it. So it's not in the back or it's, it's there. It's present. It never leaves. We're not, and we're not extracting anything, too. We're not trying to negate anything. We're not trying to make it more comfortable for people. We just bring it. I'm not going to be like, yo, I'm not, I'm not going to do 100 songs telling you about all this. I'm just going to do whatever I do and whatever expression I feel at that particular time is what we're going to talk about. You know, it's not... It's not in the back, it's not in the front, it's right there.
You wanna find them, they'll sell it for cheap. You wanna find them, they'll sell it for cheap. You wanna find them, they'll sell it for cheap. physicality a part of the punk? For me? Yeah? For some, not for everyone, but I think it's it, the music, I think it's how the music, you respond to the music. That's how I respond. That's how I feel it. It makes me want to move. I don't, people like, I, we did a show recently and dude was like, yo, do that face you were doing. I'm like, what you talking about? Yeah. That, you know, that, and I'm like, bro, it's not a wind me up dog, bro. Yeah. It's the music. Yeah, yeah. It's not, I, don't, I don't walk around. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the music talks to me, so. Yeah. For me, it's physical, but I mean, it doesn't have to be, but, hell. Yeah, some people, they would call it screaming. I would say you using your high pitch tonal vocal cord parts. I mean, you know Call what I mean? it whatever you want to call it, man. Screaming, sing, I don't care about all that stuff, man. Like, I don't really care. Like, it's like, do I scream? Yes, do I, I scream at times. Yeah. Can I hold a note? Pretty decent, yeah. Can I rap? I can rap. I, your voice I'm ever vocal. go out? I mean, dude. Does it go out? Cold air makes it go out. <laughs> <laughs> Sweating a lot with cold air makes yeah. me wake up sick tomorrow, but I mean, that's why I drink a lot of tea and I don't drink or smoke or none of that stuff, so I'm kind of just, whoo! Yeah. How you not drinking smoking a punk band? Come on, man. What's, I mean, because who says you have, what's more punk than not drinking and smoking in 2017? Uh. Straight edge. <laughs> what's more, what's harder than that? Okay, okay. I mean, there's always like, and there's always been straight edge and, and punk and hardcore, and there's always been people who like, I mean, punk is what you, what, your definition of it. It doesn't have to be like debauchery and, and be a nihilist. It's, you just, you just find for you. It's out, it's coloring outside the lines. I'm coloring outside the lines my whole life. That's not the identity of a band. Like, yeah. we're not a straight edge band. I'm just, I don't drink and smoke. Is it because you got kids? Is it, you trying no, to- I stopped drinking and smoking before I had children. Okay. Way before. And uh, how do you balance the kid life with the mosh pit life? Are you teaching your kids my how to children, like My swim? children, was, they, we play Punk Island, my children were there. They, they, they music, with they, yeah. they, they, they dig it, or is it just like, that's daddy doing I his mean, job? If they dig it to a certain point, but I'm not pushing it on them. It's like, it's a part of me. So if they're around me, I want them to you know, witness and be around it, but it's not like, you gotta be a singer, you gotta play guitar. I don't care, I don't want, like, be who, I'm just here to guide. I'm yeah. not here, I don't need you to live my life, you yeah. know what I mean? Who was your guide growing up? How did you get to this point right here? I'm alive, I'm sober, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the front man of a, a great uh, punk thank, band. Thank you. Uh, a lot of trials and tribulations, man. Like, I kind of got myself into music from just listening to the radio, and then I remember, like, going to high, like, I used to play sports prior to getting into music full-time, and when my high school didn't have a sports team, I kind of, like, got eh, whatever about sports, I got more into music. Like, prior to high school, I didn't buy music, I just listened to it. And then I got the high school, like, fortune. Your first CD or tape or? First tape, Bark at the Moon, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. <laughs> first, first tape that I bought. First tape that I knew all the words from DMC Raising Hell. What's your, what's, your, what's your merch game? Like, when you had a show, what y'all selling? Rebel Matic t-shirts or what else? Hoodies, t-shirts, CDs, uh, download cards now. Is it you after the show or is it? It's whatever, bro. I'm yeah. with it. I'm with it all. I'm with it all. I, I'm, I like sweating. Yeah. I'm not here to be pretty or cute. I'm here to be. I'm here to be here. 
I get off the stage and go right to the crowd. I ain't I don't need none of that other extra stuff, you know? Yeah. Maybe some green M&Ms, but <laughs> hold, the oh, yeah. Yeah. hold the milk. Hold the milk. This song's called Survival Gathering. I feel like I'm ready for TV. I'm ready. No surrender. No retreat. Shut down. Cold blood. No remorse. No regrets. Y'all feminists? What, I mean, what, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean? Do we respect women? Yeah, I respect women. Uh huh. What, I mean, what, does yeah. your music res reflect the respecting of women? Or? It, it doesn't disrespect women at all. My music for everybody. I mean, it's, just, it's mostly women in here. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's mostly women in here. I don't think if, they, if we were doing some misogynist not Our music ain't sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I'll tell you that. Okay. It's not that. It's social, it's political, and I want equality for everyone. You know what I mean? But at the same time, we. I still about bringing it, and I keep I keep emphasizing that because no matter what you're talking about, if you're not good, you're not bringing it. It goes like one ear out the other. People are like, yo, man, I love their message, but they suck. So you keep the message, but they suck. Yeah. So if you have a good message and you bring it and you're good, dope. How are you active in uh, politics and like bringing the message outside of music? I mean, that to me is the biggest thing for me right now. Music, like honest to God, truth and living and manifesting it but through my actions on a day-to-day -day basis. I don't even look at myself as I'm a political person, but I am political and I don't even like saying, oh, you're political, like you're a vegetarian, all this stuff. It's like, okay, yeah, this and that. It's a lot of schisms and isms. I'm, you know, like I respect people, everyone, transgender people, everyone. I respect people who respect me and I respect them. I don't want anyone to be oppressed I don't. I want, I want liberation for everyone. You know what I mean. How do we get that liberation for everyone? That's a process, bro. I got to start with myself right now. I'm starting with myself, and by me respecting myself and respecting people, that's how I'm starting individually from my own being, being who I am, and manifesting that on a constant basis. I can say, oh, we need to do this, do that, and that, but then you say, yo, man, he ain't even living that himself. So I'm like manifesting through myself and my action and our music reflection. You know, I just don't. I don't like, when, I, when we do music, I don't like giving long speeches about everything I talk about and then we get to it. But if you read the lyrics, you can tell it's not just me screaming. So, like, but, does, it, but, but see, yeah. I want to be clear. We're, 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 we're a rock band. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, like, I don't, this band's not a straight edge band. Yeah. This band's not a feminist band. We're a band. You know what I mean? That respects people and respect everyone. You know what I mean? So, I, like, when I get into, like, I was born and raised Muslim and I pray, it doesn't mean, like, oh, well, I'm like, you're a Christian on the hand, you eat meat and I don't eat meat and I'm not with all this. So it's like, it's individuals, man. It's individuals and people. Who's the closest individuals to you? My babies. I mean, you know, my parents, but my babies. That's it. That's like, and that's like, I know that was so like, <clears throat> but that's, for me right now, you just, I didn't have to, like, if I thought I would be like, oh, I got a litany of people, but my babies. Everybody I know who's... 15 and younger, they love a lot of like, they calling it mumble rap right trap, now. Yeah, trap, yeah, Trap. 
How do we get younger kids to listen to Rebelmatic now? Find Rebelmatic now. I mean, younger kids was listening to Rebelmatic at Afropunk. We just played City Fest in Mount Vernon as younger kids. They just not exposed to it. It's not like younger kids are in. Look, the youth will be all right if they just guide it. They don't have people. Do they don't have to do what we we like? People are really caught up in the content, right? It's not even the energy. Well, he's not singing. Oh, a lot of people aren't singing. The beach, okay. It's really the content that people are really disturbed by. But since if you go back and listen to some of the content of some of the people that people champion, it's a little gray too. I personally like some of it. I don't necessarily want to hear, you know, be this and shoot me this, but I like the energy. I feel like some of the trap music, the feel is closer to punk than anything. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. like that. And think about it, if, it, if they were saying something that was, I mean, more pertinent to whatever. Like people people like, yo, he's talking, oh, she's talking about something I can relate to. And watch, I'm gonna say that some some kid right now or people doing it right now, we just ain't hear about it. Well, wow, 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 wow. Rebelmatic really brought the chaos-infused melodic thrash. And why do I suddenly want to stage dive into a mosh pit full of rock revelers? If you'd like to revel in more B-Side, that is, check out our YouTube channel using the hashtag BSideBK and our podcast on SoundCloud.com slash BSidePodcast. I'm your host, Oheni Cornelius, and this is your moment in time. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alon Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Mulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.